Hello guys, this is the host of Real Talk with Ramos, David Ramos over here, and I have my two fantastic guests, James and Alexis Jones right now. Hello, you guys, say everybody, say hello to the listeners real quick. Hey. Hello. <laughs> All right, so let's get the first question rolling. How's doing marriage and ministry together for you guys? Well, I think that, you know, when you when you really find the right person that their calling is going to be aligned with yours. I think, you know, the entire um, process of dating and finding that person is finding someone that has, you know, kind of that same direction, that same calling as you. So once you find that person, you know, I don't believe that doing ministry with your partner is a burden, that it's not, you know, just kind of like a handicap that you have, that I believe if you, if you really do it right, it's going to be one of your biggest assets. And that's, I mean, that's what Alexis is to to our ministry. She's the, the greatest asset that, that, I mean, this ministry has. So... Um, I think that you know if it's if it's done right and it's done in proportion and it's done where everybody's comfortable with their role and everybody's comfortable with what they're doing, I think I mean it's it's the biggest asset that you could that you could have. Mm. Yeah, marriage has been so great and it's definitely um, taught me a lot of things, but especially with ministry that um, when it's something that is like both your guys's passion. So for James and I, like ministry has been. Um, kind of like our, our greatest passion just growing up and serving the leadership team and just different things. And so when we both realized we were called to full-time ministry, um, it was kind of like marriage, just like everything kind of came together. And so with the marriage and ministry, it's like working hand in hand. So there's separate parts where we have to work on, you know, like just our marriage and not talk about ministry and not talk about different things and just focus on each other and um, like our strengths and our relationship. But then there's also times where like ministry is like our goal and we focus on it and we dream together and plan together so it's really cool to do to see the two things come together (laughs) that's really amazing um just because i hear a lot of togetherness in this um does being married and doing ministry or just being married in general give a new meaning to like the two became one concept of marriage in the bible yeah yeah and i think that you know it's not it, it doesn't become like a job like like when I come to work and everything it's not it's not a job where I'm clocking in clocking out and then being done with it but ministry has kind of um, kind of like enveloped in our marriage like that's that's kind of I mean who we are we, we do ministry but we have to be careful that we we kind of separate the two that they're not um, like our ministry is not based on our marriage but our marriage or our, our marriage is not based on our ministry but our ministry is is based kind of on our marriage. So, I mean, to say that is that, you know, when we first, like, really started ministry, we were both, I mean, just doing ministry. So we really wouldn't talk about anything else. I guess it's kind of like when you get a new kid, like, you just play with the kid, and you don't really talk to each other about anything, but you're just, like, focused on that. So we're, like, really going into ministry and talking about all this stuff, all the stuff we want to do in the future. But we kind of, I mean, kind of neglected our marriage a little bit. We forgot to go on dates. We forgot to kind of talk about other things and spend time with each other. So we had to, I mean, definitely take it in proportion and take it for for how it is that, um, you know, my biggest ministry is not going to be the youth ministry. It's not going to be, you know, speak. It's not going to be any of those things. My biggest ministry is always going to be my marriage. It's always going to be my family. So I think just really, I mean, understanding that and really taking that to heart that, you know, she's the most important person that, that I can ever speak to. She's the most important person that I can ever do do ministry with. And yes, there's going to be times where we have to uh, maybe cancel some plans or, or things like that. But at the end of the day, she's going to be my biggest ministry because if this ministry is failing, then all my ministries, all mm. the different things that I'm with, they're, they're going to fail as well. That's good. That's yeah. good. I feel like, too, with the two becoming one um, scenario like with marriage it's taught me 
a ton about how like James's strengths, like a lot of times, um, are different than my strengths. So like our strengths and weaknesses like complement each other. So in like ministry and our relationship and our marriage, just different things. Um, there's a lot of things that like I couldn't do without him, and his strengths always help me to grow more in my strengths and my weaknesses, and just being able to like acknowledge that like we were like created differently, but like we work together for the same goal, and that we um, just really like you know with marriage like you do become one, so you have to be able to talk and communicate and work out different things and just see how like you can grow together. Mm, mm. And just you two being both in ministry, how do you guys keep each other focused on the on ministry or just a marriage sometimes? What are some things that you do, some concepts or maybe some practical steps? Yeah. So, I mean, one thing that we were really big on, because we dated for like a long 20 time. million years before <laughs> we ever got married. Yeah. So we, we had like a lot of like kind of rules that we had when we were dating. So mm. we had to, we couldn't go to each other's houses when their parents were at home. We couldn't be... Um, in each other's rooms we couldn't I mean there's just like a bunch of stuff that we kind of set precautions in so that we couldn't cross those steps so we have we actually have like a like a almost like a contract of different stuff that we couldn't do obviously now we're married so I mean things are different but the contract is ripped yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean the same precautions that we did when we were dating or kind of implemented I mean in a way those, those practices are kind of implemented into our marriage so we've got kind of rules now that we go on a date I mean once a week so that doesn't have to be um, you know we go to Kobe Steakhouse and watch a movie and buy each other diamond rings every week oh or something but I mean, it may be something simple where we just kind of you know Netflix and chill and eat some ramen noodles or something. Come on, somebody. Or, you know, Amen. I mean, just something like that where we I mean, we don't talk about ministry, we don't talk about church, where we just focus on each other and we just, you know, make each other happy and everything. So I think um, just really, you know, defining what the boundaries are that, you know, many times I'm at work and something, um, you know, I have a tough meeting or something that will kind of frustrate me. I can't come home and take that out on Alexis because, I mean, she didn't, she didn't have anything to do with that. So I think just, just kind of separating your emotions as well and you know things that happen at work, sometimes you have to leave it at work. And sometimes things that are happening at home, you have to leave it at home and, and kind of separate the two. So um, I think just really uh, based on the person and based on kind of how you operate and how you do different things is how you need to make precautions and how you need to make you know guidelines just for your, for your marriage. Yeah, I feel like the dates are definitely my favorite thing um especially, especially too, like I love coffee and I love like coffee shops and different things so it'll be really cool because if like James is seeing that um I'm like having a rough day or like I'm upset or like I'm struggling like he'll put like everything aside like put work aside put everything aside and just like go do something with me or like go to a coffee shop with me or just like make sure that like I'm feeling like important and valued too because I mean doing ministry it can be really busy it can be tough it can be um just a lot of things because ministry does like continue like it's not just a nine to five job but there's texts that you're going to get I mean all night there's phone calls there's different things that come up that um just making sure that we don't get caught up like in the busyness of life and the busyness of ministry but that we take time to like focus on each other and like still remember each other's like love language and just different things and making sure that we're prioritizing things right yeah. Mm. And I think one of the things that's really important, too, is that, you know, a lot of time in ministry, they tell you, um, you need to protect your ministry, you need to protect, protect your relationship with God. So that's, 
Um, you know, you need to protect yourself from infidelity. You need to protect yourself from, you know, kind of lulling yourself to sleep in your ministry and just kind of being mundane. But there's really not a lot of talk about protecting yourself in your marriage, protecting, I mean, just, just your marriage. Mm. So um, I think I think just that's that's huge, just in your marriage. And again, not even just infidelity. Obviously, that's a big one. But protecting your marriage in a way that you're not neglecting your marriage for your ministry. You're not mm. neglecting, um, you know, your wife or your spouse or whatever it is for, you know, ministry. Because many times, you know, we can say, you know, we're doing God's work and we're counseling people and we're going, you know, out to eat with these people. And we're preaching here and all these things. But you know, if if I neglect my ministry at home, then then everything's gonna, you know, it's gonna it's gonna fall down the drain. So. Um, I think just really protecting your marriage, protecting it, and you know, just just safeguarding it, putting those different precautions, putting those different safeguards up, so that you know you'll have a have a successful ministry. Mm-hmm. And just a question, I guess, for you guys individually, because I know, or even just corporately, as you guys together, because I go to a school where everyone comes in wanting to be a youth pastor. Um, what are some? Uh, I guess I'm going with Alexis first, because I know uh, some of those people want to be youth pastor are girls. Um, how do you, uh, what are some challenge you, challenges you did not know about coming in and being like this part of the youth assembly team, youth pastor <laughs> team, youth pastorate? Um, okay, yeah. So when, I think I was like 13 when I first felt called into ministry and I didn't know um, exactly like what part of ministry, I didn't know where, I didn't know um, what, but I knew that God wanted me in full-time ministry. And so, um, I just continued to pursue him, pursue uh, like missions trips, just different things, and just worked on like really strengthening like my relationship with God, um, and just kind of growing my relationship with James too, because I knew that he wanted to be in ministry as well, and we didn't know, I mean, how exactly everything was going to fall into place, we didn't know, I mean, what exactly was going to happen, but we knew that like we wanted to be in full-time ministry together. Um, so, I know that, you know, there's different, like everybody goes through different situations, different struggles, and there's a lot of people... Um, like a lot of girls too that come from the perspective like that they don't like have a spouse or they don't have uh, like a guy in ministry but I do want to like touch and say that if you are like a girl that's wanting to go in ministry like you like you can do it like by yourself like you don't need um, like a guy you don't need um, to rely on somebody else but if you're just pursuing God's calling pursuing what God wants for you like he's going to make a way for like the dreams the different things that's in your heart to come into place so I knew for me my dreams were like to work with like girls and to work with um, young people and teenagers and just to be able to help them and like I said I'm big on coffee and so just being able to like build relationships with girls and um, just kind of build relationships with people because I know like high school is such in such a hard time and so just being able to walk alongside people like in their lives and in their dreams and stuff that was one thing that God put on my heart and so it's really cool to see how he like made that come to play because when I was in high school I had no idea that I would be, I mean, in full-time ministry right after high school. I had no idea that all this would happen, but it's so cool that God, like, knew the desires of my heart, and, like, He made that happen. He made, like, my, my God dreams come true, come true. So it's been really cool just to see that and just to see how, like, whatever dream God has placed in your heart, like, don't give up on it and realize that, like, God's, like, going to make a way, even if, like, right now the area, the situation that you're at, you can't really see everything falling into place but if you just take it one step at a time and trust in the calling trust in the dream god's place in your heart he's going to make a way mm, that's good very good and how about your perspective james preaching <laughs> <laughs> the um, storm right now well like when i was i was i was raised in a christian home my dad's a, a pastor and everything so 
Um, like from the very like get go, I wanted to be a minister. I wanted to be, you know, a pastor. Or van- I mean, whatever. I just wanted to be a ministry. But then, I mean, just kind of life got in the way until I mean, probably like the end of high school. I like wanted nothing to do with ministry. But then I kind of came back with God and everything. And that was, I mean, all I wanted to do, all I could think about was I want to do ministry and I want to do, um, you know, I want to do what God has called me and, you know, I want to preach and I want to do all that. But one of the things that, man, I really had to slow myself down with was getting too eager to to take hold of the call of God, to take hold of being a pastor, to take hold of being, you know, whatever that is and neglecting the the, the process of becoming that, neglecting the process of, um, the pruning season of the the toiling season that had to happen that I had to intern for many years I had to learn a lot of things that you know right out of high school man I was ready to go ready to be a pastor but if I would have did it then I would have completely failed because I had no idea I was no idea what I was doing obviously God knew that and he kind of slowed everything down but um, I think just just right now uh, many people that are in college and everything you're ready to start ministry you know you're you're kind of like a I don't know, something that's ready to go, like a rocket <laughs> fueled up or something. You know, you're, you're just ready to go, ready to go after ministry. But don't neglect this season of learning. Don't neglect this season of, you know, just really becoming who you're called to be, that you don't have to become somebody else. You don't have to preach like somebody else. You don't have to have the ideas of somebody else. But just really finding out who God has called you to be. Because when you do that um, and you step into that ministry that God has called you, I promise you, you'll never go to work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. When you do what God has called you to do, you do the ministry that God has called you to do. And I got to tell you, being a youth pastor is the most fun job I've ever had. Yeah. I've had a ton of jobs, and this is by far the best thing ever. But, um, you know, I don't want to encourage somebody that's not called a youth youth ministry. I know um, kind of in college, that's kind of almost like the default of, of where you want to go in ministry. You want to be a youth pastor or something just because, you know, many times youth ministry is kind of the, the younger guy that's right out of college, ready to, ready to start ministry or something. But, I mean, I do want to tell you that if you're not called a youth ministry and you start youth ministry, you're going to frustrate your ministry so much, so much so that you may even leave ministry. And, you know, when you're, when you're still called, still called to something else, but you'll be so frustrated with it that you'll leave because that's not what you're called to do. So um, I don't want to encourage anybody to youth ministry that's not called, but I also don't want to discourage you. I mean, it's an awesome job. It's an awesome thing to do, but just really make sure that's what God has called you to do. There's so many other aspects of ministry that, you know, don't just choose choose youth ministry just because, you know, it seems like what everybody else is doing or seems like the best place to get a job, but do what God has called you to do. Whatever that is, whether it's business, evangelist, missionary, whatever that is, if you do that, you'll never work a day in your life and you'll walk in that calling and that fulfillment that, that God will give you. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Now, you two are also both college students, um, ish, Lee, um, <laughs> somewhat. I know Johnson and, oh, is it just Johnson? Yeah. Just Johnson. And, uh, <clears throat> SUM, right? Yeah, graduated from Graduate. Global. Yeah. Global. How is it, uh, I guess, doing ministry and college? Uh, how is that in the time and financial sense of taxing? Do you guys ever feel like, like just one day it was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know probably Alexis is like uh, Trinity, uh, relation, engaged, <laughs> married, uh and school work. Um, how do you both, like, <clears throat> how do you guys navigate through that? Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I definitely, like, I get stressed out pretty easily. Um, <laughs> especially, <Nah>. <laughs> especially <laughs> to, like, trying to balance a whole bunch of things. And um, it can get really stressful. But I really had to learn 
that um like we don't have to carry like a ton of things on our plate and so I had to just kind of um, learn to say no to certain things but also make sure that I was prioritizing different things so school was a huge priority um, for me and I was able to work like in high school um, like on just different things my academics and be able um, to earn certain scholarships that definitely helped me in college to not be able to stress as much with the finances because of those scholarships in high school that definitely helped a ton but I also love going to school and doing ministry at the same time because um, my degree is actually pastoral care and counseling so a lot of the classes that I'm learning right now actually help me in what I'm doing so I took a lot of my prereqs and stuff like in high school and like right after high school so right now I'm just focusing on like my bible classes my counseling classes so it's really cool to be able to like actually like apply what I'm learning currently into ministry that I'm doing currently as well so that's helped me like not stress as much about it when I like change it from like a okay I have to do this I have to study I have to take this test and like okay I'm actually learning something that's going to be beneficial to like my right now and to my future so just changing my perspective has helped me like not stress out as much and has helped me to just like do better and to realize like everything's going to be okay and it's um just like finances and just different things like putting everything in God's hands and like trusting that he's going to make a way and that I'm walking um in the calling what he's called me to do so I know that everything's going to line up that it may be tough in seasons and finances may I mean be a struggle in seasons and school can get hard especially exam week and final week and just different things that can get stressful but um just to never lose sight that like everything's going to be okay and that like if God's called me to like he's going to make a way he's going to he's going to make everything happen the way that it's supposed to happen mm, yeah. yeah and I think I mean it's just just kind of like everything when you have a lot on your plate it's just kind of doing one thing at a time like don't don't think that you got to, you know, finish this assignment, do this test and counsel this person and then go here, then go on a date. I mean, all in, you know, one hour or something mm-hmm. that you yeah. just kind of take everything, you know, step by step that you do one thing, then you can do the next thing that you do the next thing. And I think it's just really important that you don't stress yourself out. Obviously, you don't need to, you know, just kind of sloth around and just kind of do whatever. But I mean, if you're if you're being diligent, you're sticking to everything and you're, you're getting everything done that you can, you know, kind of... Um, you, know, you you kind of take a break a little bit. You can kind of breathe. You can you don't you don't have to always stress out. Stay up all night and wake up you know two in the morning to work on all these assignments and everything. Because then everything is going to suffer. Your ministry, yeah. your school, marriage, everything is going to suffer when you do that. So, I think just really um, you know going step by step. You know this thing, doing this thing, doing this thing, kind of keeping up with everything. Yeah. And honestly, if it's something that you can't do, you may have to limit something. So if it's, it's um, obviously I can't limit my marriage, but I may be able to limit the course load that I'm doing. I may be able to limit um, how much um, I'm counseling. Or so, there, There's different things that you may be able to limit. You may be able to kind of take yourself back and say, you know what, I can only do this much. I know my limits. I know what I can do. I know what's going to stress me out. So I'm just going to stick with that and just, um, you know, just, just kind of do what I can. Yeah. Time management is a really big thing. Yeah. Very helpful. Very helpful. So um, with that, uh, my next question with time management, uh, how do you guys rest is a better question, too. Um, how do you guys, or how do you Sabbath? We've got a bed. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know. We, um, I don't know. We, we like to kind of explore new places. So actually, in a, well, like one month, we're going to Canada for... Some reason I don't know. We're just it's going to Canada. It's our anniversary, but uh, oh, we're not that. We're going to Canada. <laughs> just some reason. Maybe we'll cut that out. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Canada for our one year anniversary. But traveling has is definitely a lot of fun. Like, yeah. well, um, 
right when we like first started like full-time ministry we actually took a weekend I think it was like right before we started because we knew that it was gonna like be a lot we knew we were gonna be ready just go and plan so we took the weekend right before and we just drove to Savannah Georgia and like stayed a couple days it was so much fun and it was we did it on a budget and we stayed at cheapest hotel we could find and just I mean Ate at some. Wasn't that cheap? So you paid for it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we, but we just took a couple of days away and just spent time. But I know, like when things get crazy, we'll take. I mean, like a Saturday and just stay at home, chill, watch Netflix, just kind of re-energize and then yeah, get back going. What's y'all's favorite show on Netflix? The Bible series. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what, what was think? that? Oh, um, I don't know. We watch all sorts of things. What else yeah. I like movies a lot, too. You like the movies on Netflix? Yeah, yeah some of them. I, mean, I, like, <laughs> I like Lifetime and like Hallmark movies. Oh, but me too. Yeah, so My favorite. Netflix has, <laughs> has some good ones. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I mean, just a main thing, you just do what like you both love doing. Don't do something that's going to stress you out. Mm-hmm. Or um, I know one thing, when we, especially when we were dating, but we would always get stressed out about like where we were going to eat. <laughs> like we would go on a date. And then, um, like, end up fighting the entire date because we couldn't pick where to go. Like, I would say we want to go here, and she's like, no, I don't want to go here. I don't know where I want to go. Then I don't know where I want to go. We just end up driving around in circles. We could waste a tank of gas. And be a whole so thing. hungry. Yeah, we never end up eating. So you want to do something where, I mean, you're not going to stress each other out. It's going to be something where you can where you can actually rest. So, I mean, whatever that is, maybe it's going for a run. Maybe it's, you know, taking the dog out, whether it's finding somewhere new, going to a coffee shop, whatever that is that you guys kind of find joy in and you can kind of take a breath and just kind of enjoy your ch- joy each other's company. Or if you're single, you know, you just kind of do something where you, you know, you like doing, whether it's reading or watching a movie, just something where you can you just kind of find peace a little bit and, you know, you can kind of you know, take yeah. a rest. But it's so important that like you make time to do that because a lot of people especially who are like really busy and who like being busy Mm -hmm. um it can be hard for them to like want to take time to rest but it's so important that you like prioritize that time of resting and that time of doing things that you love and time um just to like re-energize yourself as much as you maybe don't want to or have other things to do or better things to do it's important that like you prioritize that time I, i liked what you said about um people who like to be busy uh, how do you think you figure out if you're one of those people that like to be busy? <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I think for, for me, like, I like, I like to be busy. I like to be doing something. So, so even, like, our days, like, off or something where we're not at the church, we still like to go do something. Like, we don't, yeah. we typically, you know, don't just sit around the house and just kind of, you know, watch the sun go down. Like, we still, <laughs> we still like to do something. So, um... I mean, I don't know. I think I think you just that's just kind of in college and you know young adult and everything. You just kind of figure out who you are, figure out the things that you like to do and the person that you are. Um, I mean, one thing that I know about me is that I'm a pro- procrastinator, which many people are. <laughs> but um, so that's I mean that's just something that I know about me. So I may be busy with something, but it may not be the thing that I need to be busy on. You know what I mean? Like I may be busy on something that I can do weeks from now, but there's something that I need to do tomorrow that I still haven't done. So, um, I think just, just kind of knowing yourself, knowing what you need to do and knowing, you know, just kind of how you operate and everything will really help you out and into what you need to do. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times too, like people, um, like high school or college, who like love doing sports and love, um, helping out and serving and just like really 
like love to do like love to do stuff and love to have responsibility and love to have um, kind of like a schedule where like you're gonna be here this hour and then here and then go here. Those are definitely I feel like the type of people that like to be busy and just like to fill their time with doing different things. I know there's different personality types that would much rather stay at home and read a book or watch TV and do different <laughs> things. So there's definitely different personality types and there's nothing wrong with either of them, but it's good to have a balance of, mm-hmm. of both. Yeah. How did you guys how did you guys find the work life, I guess, slash marriage balance? Mm, still working it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean I don't know, it's just something that that just kinda happened. Both of our parents um were in ministry, so we kinda got a lot of things from what they did and how, how they operate and how their marriage works and everything. So um, most of the stuff we got from their trial and error. So a lot of the stuff that we use is not really our own our own stuff. It's, it's yeah. from other people. So, um, you know, I just think it's, it's just finding, again, just finding who you are, just finding your balance, finding about, you know, your marriage and everything. You know, it's just, just being important that, you know, ministry should be fun. Ministry, obviously you're going to have tough times. It's going to be hard, but it should be fun. Like it should be. I mean, yeah. this is what you're called exciting. to do. Yeah, it should be exciting. You should be developing. You should be creative. You should have, you know, just kind of a clear mind where you can do this different things. Your marriage should be the same way, where it's not just a... Um, you know, just kind of, just kind of like a pimple on your face or something that's uh-huh. annoying being there. It should be fun. Like it should be, you know, always changing, always learning something new about the other person. Yeah. So I think if you ever get to the point where it just feels stagnant in whatever area that is, I think you need to really adjust that, really look at that and see, you know, what do I need to do to change that? What do I need to do to, you know, spice it up per se or, or something? What do I need to do to, to bring it back to where it needs to be? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that's good. But... Uh, so I know on you guys for, <clears throat> I don't know, I ate like a little bravita bar. So, <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so I'm getting coughs. But um, I know you guys for quite a while now, uh, both of you guys. Uh, it's all right. Uh, I know you guys. And so what something you guys would have said to yourselves um, back in high school when you guys were, or what's one of the hardest lessons you guys have had to learn in like being in college or even since high school? Um, try not to procrastinate <laughs> because <laughs> procrastination definitely, I feel like, can cause stress and, like, unnecessary stress that doesn't need to be there. And so kind of just time management, um, just different things like structuring, like, your life. Like, you're always going to have busy seasons. You're always going to have different things. And I know for high school, um, one thing that, like, we did is, like, we knew that we wanted to be in full-time ministry. So, like, why not start now? Like, why not start doing things that's going to help us in the future, like why we're, I mean, still young. So just not like waiting for like the next season of your life, but just pursuing the different things that God's called you to like in the season that you're in. So whatever that looks like, maybe it's you are in high school and there's different opportunities that you have that could benefit your future. Like take those opportunities and like grow with them and learn from them and use them and um, until you get to the next season of your life. So just um, always be pursuing what God has called you to do and not get stressed out with the little things and just realize that um, kind of focus on the big picture like God's got a huge plan for your life and that a lot of times like stress and just unnecessary things can like just waste a lot of time that like you could be doing something else so just trusting that God has um, a plan and just pursuing those things yeah. that he's called you to. Um, I think something I would tell a younger James would um, <laughs> I don't know. No, what I, what I would say is probably just to be creative, just to think, you know, outside of the box. 
um, that there's kind of this misconception in church that you've got to do things because you've done them before and you did it this way, so you've got to continue doing it that way. And I just think when we do that, we lull the church to sleep, and that's when numbers start to die down, and that's when you know people start being stop being innovative, and that's when lives stop stop being changed, and that's when people, you know, don't get break broken out of addiction. That's when I mean that's just when the church becomes stagnant. So I just think, you know, as culture changes, how many of you know that? How do you know? <laughs> Raise of hands. No, that that culture is always changing that there's always a new fad there's always a new thing going on so i mean the church just kind of you know it can stay the same that we kind of you know we 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 do the same things we have the same structure we sing the same songs we kind of do the same thing while culture is changing it's going a whole nother direction so not that the church needs to follow culture but culture should follow the church Mm. so that we the church should always be developing it should always be on the forefront of of what's going on in the culture today so church should never be this antiquated thing that people come to just because their parents make them but church should be on the cutting edge that you know that it's not just a fun place to be but it's a place where lives are truly changing it's a place where actual change is happening actual um, process and actual you know people are, are, are getting their lives changed so I think you know just just kind of thinking outside of the box and just um, not being scared of your dreams not being scared of of the the different purposes in your life I know that you know when we were first started talking about ministry we had these crazy dreams of all these different things we want to do but then you know kind of along the line we started looking at budgets come on somebody and started yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at you know just time and everything those dreams kind of dwindle down a little bit so instead of you know, having this thing, it kind of, you know, became a smaller thing and a smaller thing. But, you know, you never need to do that. If God has purposed something in your heart that you have all the ability, you have all the resources, you have everything that you need to make that come to happen. So, um, you know, I just think just really dreaming big and um, expecting God, who is a big God, to fulfill whatever dreams and whatever purposes that he's placed in your heart to happen. Mm-hmm. I like what you said about uh, how the church shouldn't really follow culture. Culture should follow the church and um, I guess that's a big honor to you guys. I see the merch. I see, you know, I just me being in their service. You know, people is really developing like a Cirque culture, um, a culture that's on fire for God. I mean, I even told James about like how there's a different environment like in the Cirque than there really is outside of the Cirque. Um, you can tell, like, I know I talked to um, me and Rich, like have very small conversations. Not like I can say, "Hey, this is my buddy." Now, nah, but um, we one conversation we did have. Uh, he was telling me about this time where um, he was on a, he was on the plane, and he told me about like he could just tell these kids were on fire or were Christians because of how on fire they were. They, it wasn't like these people said Jesus, Jesus, or had any shirts that said Jesus or anything on that. It's just you saw them, and then you were like, these are definitely Christians. Mm-hmm. And then he talked to them, and he's like, where y'all, where y'all heading? He said, oh, we're just missionaries coming back. And I'm like, okay, just wondering. <laughs> but it's really amazing that that culture is being brought up here. And even you can see it in his church, too, and. uh and Vu, um, I'm not going to give too much of a plug there, but I still love them. <laughs> but uh, that their church is really like pushing culture. And definitely, I think that you guys too are definitely developing culture too. And really like uh, discipling culture and really growing it and harnessing what you guys have here. Um, a cesspool of opportunities around here for two amazing dreamers. Um, definitely, uh, I think I can go to my last question which is uh, what's something you would tell someone out there, maybe a, even a high school student, I don't know if they listen to podcasts, but college <laughs> students definitely do. So what would something you would tell them, encourage them, um, someone who's out there just thinking like, 
either they 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 don't think they're a dreamer or they don't think they can be creative or even just like someone who is single that just got through like a massive heartbreak and is like will i ever get married will i ever have someone to go into a calling with um i just ask a lot of questions (laughs) i guess take it away um okay my advice would definitely be to dream big and to not give up on your dreams so a lot of times we can um like god will place something in our heart or place this desire this goal but it seems like so far away and it seems like there's no way i could ever actually do that or you know that's too big but i would just encourage you um, don't give up on that dream and don't think that it's too big because nothing's too big for God. And if he's mm-hmm. called you to do it, he'll give you every single um, resource, every equipment, everything that you need to pursue that dream. So yeah. especially with college, just different things like don't, you know, don't get lazy with your relationship with God. Don't get yeah. lazy um, with your relationships with people or your friendships or just different things like really pursue. I mean, pursue God 100 percent, but pursue those relationships, like be intentional with the people around you, um, pursue God, pursue those dreams and just, you know, if like you don't know about something, like ask questions, like figure out the answer, find resources, find people to help. Because there's definitely people out there that um, want to see you succeed and want to see you grow and follow that, follow that God dream that God's placed in your heart. So my biggest advice is just don't give up on that dream. And if God's put something in your heart, find a way to make that happen. Find a way to, you know, get involved, to pursue that relationship, to pursue that dream that God's put in your heart and just um never like never give up on your dream because I promise you like God God will make a way especially when there seems to be no way that always seems to be like where where God really steps in and he like makes a way and he turns something that seems to be nothing like into the miraculous so just um don't give up pursue those dreams um you know take chances take risks you know it's better to fail than to never try so just you know take those leaps (laughs) um I think that well, I, I, I guess I would just say this. Um, so, I mean, if you, take, if you take nothing else away, I think, you know, something really big, especially in ministry, is that we look at um, all these big pastors and all these big evangelists and all these big preachers, and we want a ministry like that, right? We want the big congregation. We want the big altar calls. We want, you know, the coolest Instagram. We want, I mean, we, we want that ministry. But the thing that we, we fail to do is to, to understand what it took to get them there. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't, you know, just finding the best practices to do, that, you know, just Googling online, how do I take my ministry to the next level and implementing all those things. Mm-hmm. That's not going to take your ministry to the next level. What's going to take your ministry to the next level is people that are desperate for God as a pastor, as a leader, as a minister that's on their knees crying out to God for a generation, crying out to God for a, for a change to happen. So I think it's, it's so easy, especially with Instagram and, all, you know, all these pictures websites you know we see these big ministries we want to become that we get frustrated when we don't see that is we have to understand that we have to put in the time we have to put the the dedication we have to you know do everything that we can personally with our relationship with God to to put it where it needs to be so it may take years it may take decades of you crying out to God it may take you know many times I mean it, it may just take a lot of things to happen before you ever see that happen if you ever see that happen but once our ambitions line up with God's ambitions for our life that's when we'll see something happen yeah. so I just want to speak you know if, if you feel frustrated right now with your ministry if you if you feel like you know it's not where you want it to be and you you know you look on Instagram you see all these big pastors preaching all these different people all these conferences and everything to not get frustrated 
saturated where you're at. You may be in a season right now where it's kind of a dry season, but you may be in a season right now where this is, you know, your most fruitful season, but you just can't see it. So, um, you know, to not neglect that, to not, you know, think that, man, God, why have you put me here? And I'm not seeing this happen. And I'm not seeing all these people and I'm not seeing all this growth, but just to be faithful with what you have to steward what God has given you right now and not to, you know, line your expectations up with with something else that you've seen with something else that maybe you've seen online or something like that but when you get in your prayer closet you get on your knees and you cry out to god that's when true lives are changed and that's when you know that's when we can see a generation change that's how we can change a culture and that's how we can really do something for the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. that's really dope that's really dope thanks (laughs) man (laughs) that's all i could really say uh Nah, but um, I guess before I go, I just want to um, honor you guys and just say thank you so much for doing this. Um, you Thanks know, for us. <laughs> of course, uh, you guys are just. Um, if I can say one thing, a closing thing about uh, you two, it's just that, like, definitely God's hand is in this the cirque. Um, not only on the cirque, but your marriage just speaks volumes. Um, it speaks further than any Instagram post. It speaks further than any caption. It speaks further than any tweet. It speaks further than anything on Facebook. Um, it, it it can change people. And you guys traveling, I feel like, uh, not only know that you're not only traveling to a place, but someone God might be setting someone up to travel to you guys yeah. while you're at that place. Um, in Canada, too, and <laughs> everything. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, maybe Drake might just come up to you guys and... <laughs> Ask y'all a question while he's not with yeah. his homies, <laughs> trying to look tough, and he's actually like, "Yo, this thing with this girl happened. How did I get there?" And then, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows what Drake's yeah. really like behind all the lyrics and mob ties? <laughs> um, I see. This is a part of real talk. <laughs> but um, just thank you guys. I've known you guys for um, quite a bit. I think about I'm 20 now, so I think I can say half my life. Um, <laughs> which is a lot. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for just being you guys and being transparent and just listening to these students. Definitely, I think God has placed you in a place of need in Deltona in a time of need. And I definitely believe in y'all's ministry so much. All right, thank you guys. Thank you. We love you, David. All right, love you. And we are...